Welcome, Pathfinders, to the After Party, Episode 6, or Episode 6 of the After Party, uh, covering Episodes 16, 17, and 18 of the Find the Path podcast, actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. I am your host and Game Master, Rick Sandage. I'm joined by my players, Jessica Peters, Jordan Jenkins, Rachel Sandage, and Heather Allen. Ooh, he's introducing us this time, guys. I think you made that same joke when I introduced you the last time. Well, you usually don't introduce us, Uh, because we're not important, apparently. We're just his little pawns. It's not that you're not important, you're just not as important as I am. (laughs) (laughs) I'll remember that. I mean, you could just play by yourself. So yes, this is the after party where we go over the most recent three episodes and discuss our our thoughts on things and all the rest of that stuff. Got some sirenscape going in the background With here. Some weird, creepy, Sirens. creepy one. Uh, we're listening to the Witchwood on Sirenscape. We're accompanied by a nice, nice uh, dark elf harpist. I like this. That doesn't sound like harp, but I, li- I like this music. Episode sixteen is the cat swarm. Ah, yes. Episode 17 is where we had our encounter with the Scorched Hand and then sold all of our stuff. And episode 18 was my and Intrepid Adventure. Adventures. Yeah. Which, yes. we, which you guys haven't heard yet, so I don't think we can talk about We'll that. talk a little bit about it. but So we have been continuing. You guys are actually, in these last three episodes, you guys have found out where your final site out of the three sites that you were assigned yeah, we're way back that, in episode we're one. We're keeping that under wraps. Yep. I know though. <laughs> yes. And so I told everybody in a secretive way. Yes. Yes. And so you're pretty much moving into the final chapter of the uh, the first book, the Half Dead City, into the final countdown. Yeah. Which I imagine this place is going to be fairly large, like the largest spot we've done, because it's a what library? Actually, Academy, it's a single room. It's going to be a source <laughs> of drama is what it's going to be. Because it's definitely going to be a source this, of drama. Once Hat Lady finds out. I really don't like Hat Lady. Hat Lady has a name. I think Hat Lady is just misunderstood. Hypaxis. I don't know. I kind of like the cleric. He's but, fun. But, he's, his, but his boyfriend needs to turn <clears> down. His boyfriend's just trying to prove himself. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I called him his pet. But he needs to check himself before he <laughs> yeah. wrecks himself. Tell your pet to stand down. <laughs> yeah. So in episode 16, Kitty you guys swarm. actually started with a fight against an Uboski That should swarm. be called the one where Sagira hugs everything. Uh, no, it was it was the one with, uh, <laughs> I think it's, it was called the one with the Uboski swarm. Yeah, the one with yeah. the Uboski Well, of course, swarm. that's what it's actually called. But yeah, Sagira doesn't You grappled lie. much in that, in that particular episode. But I feel like was... I grapple a lot, and I might need to take improved grapple. <laughs> no, so we fought the creepy cat swarm, and then Citra got freaked out and ran away. Yeah, yeah. She, she chased had a good her reason. down. She had a good reason. But yes, you did uh, manage to defeat the Uboski swarm, which again was just kind of a selling point when I first read this adventure path. For That is a very... Egyptian feeling specific. It's an encounter that would not have made sense in any other setting. That's definitely true. So it really kind of sank home for me. I do like the, the uh, But yes, you then resist. triggered a mummified guardian inside of the crypt who scared uh, three-fourths of the party, oh. but only one of them two running away for their lives. Some horrible memories. It brought back some... Uh, before she would have gone running headfirst into, into the, the centipede, centipede that we still haven't dealt with. Nah. We're not gonna. It was also <laughs> a weird little cat friend that sat on the corpse. That was cool. I kind of want one of those. Yeah, when I die, bury oh, me with yeah. one of those. I'm gonna... A little picture of him. Don't read any of the other Oh, he's so cute. He's adorable. Yeah, he's a little like mummy wrapped and everything uh, else. So he's it's, got. It's oh, that a shield little, is like, cool too. It looks like a little black cat head. 
Yeah. And so then, like, it's got, like, little, don't like, skip me. You both can see it. Like, bits and, uh, like, the little mummy-wrapped, like, kind cute. of uh, linen on He's the cold. bottom. It's, it's pretty cute. <laughs> yeah, they got the scarab shield on there, it's too. Not, it's that not terrifying at all. pretty cool, the one that I'm running around with. Well, it was a magical yeah. effect. Gave Citra. a little bit of a scare to Citra. Brought back some, uh, some bad, not quite repressed memories, so much as just stuff she doesn't like Gave to. Gave you a big spook. Yeah. She has her reasons for being a little paranoid down here in these tombs. And we finished fixing the gate, and then... Well, next episode, we found out Vision Guy is going to go take care of it. I can't remember his name. Oh, yeah, Weird Guy. Uh, We also had the weirdest buddy cop moment where we were just like, hey, other group, let's kill each other? No, we're cool? Okay. Yeah, we ran into them on the way back. You ran into the Scorched Hand, the uh, followers of Nethys, god of magic, and pretty much just magic. decide if I like Nethys or not. Sometimes I'm oh, like, he's Nethys. cool, and then sometimes I'm like, eh. I feel like that's appropriate. I like <laughs> Nethys. I play a war priest of Nethys in a different game. Nethys is cool. The thing I like about Nethys, Nethys has a complex history that they never answer the questions to, which I appreciate. Because in even outside of Endgame, when you're just reading through the books, Nethys has been portrayed as both Asgrahad I, who was the first pharaoh of the Assyrian Empire, uh, God of werewolves. God of werewolves. Werewolf. Werewolf. Is that from 13th Warrior? No, that's from Young Frankenstein. You remember when Antonio Banderas with the werewolf? Fun of him a lot. I'm just saying, they make uh, funny jokes. Anyway, no, Azkahad the first, who was the first pharaoh of, of Osirian, who was responsible for defeating uh, Olnanot the Festering, who was the first spawn of Rovagog. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And he beat him in single combat. Part of his story was he wandered around in the desert, and then in the desert he met a man named Nethys. And this man basically granted him this huge amount of power. And then he went back and then united everyone and said, hey, guys, we should fight against this thing. And everyone's like, we're not going to unite underneath you. And then he went, aha, and defeated Spawn of Rovagug in single combat. Wow. With wait, wait, crazy wait, magic. Pause for a second. He beat a Spawn of Rovagug in single combat? In single Nethys. combat. Next got nothing on this guy. Good lord. Uh, so there's a lot of back and forth where they're just like, he was a cleric of Nethys or Nethys granted him the power and everything else. He multiclassed uh, with Cavalier and he challenged. <laughs> 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 the baby and, and so the thing I like about <laughs> Nethys is that they never really answer that. It's the idea that Nethys's power is so infinite that he basically was a wizard who just became so powerful that he just spontaneously became a god. Or they claim that he's the first pharaoh, but technically there was another pharaoh because he kind of helped the first person become a pharaoh. Anyway, I've, I've always found Nethys to be interesting. So yes, you did meet up with the Scorched Hand, and which we- uh, you got to meet... I believe his name is Azaz. Azaz. Azaz, who is the uh, the young we kept wizard. Mistaking for Aziz. Aziz, light. It's yeah. it's A Z A Z. So Azaz, Azaz, monkey one. Azori. Yes, you met. Uh, well, Azaz, 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 Kelru, who is their priest of Nethys. He was friendly. Who seemed to be generally yes, peace friends, peace. You also had already met with Valeriana Hypaxis in passing Hi, at the lady. tavern, and also in episode one. Yeah, we know. At the very least, she was we mentioned in episode every, one. Every time I hear her uh, last name, I want to say Hypaxis. Mm-hmm. That's not right. Onuris had a stern talking to her, I remember, because I went with him. Yeah, he, <laughs> has, he has a little banter back and forth way back then. You had a little banter back and forth now. And uh, at the end of that episode, you I met think, Adori, who... I think Jess said Onuris was being sassy in that He was so sassy. <laughs> so sassy. <laughs> 
but yeah, and at the end of that episode, you met uh, Dory, who is yeah. the only non-spellcaster in that party, who kind of dropped down and said, hey guys, skeletons. Uh, we fought some skeletons. Yeah, in the she next episode, cool. episode 17, you guys had the knockdown drag out fight against a whole bunch of skeletons. But the important thing is, we killed more skeletons than they did, and that's all that matters. It's true. Um, and then the Well, to be economy. fair, one of them channeled to heal everyone instead of channeling to injure undead, so... The economy in town's going to crap, so there's a bunch of tension with all of that shit. We spent like hours selling gear or selling yeah, stuff. Yeah, because basically the market's been flooded. And the Abadarans were like, not our problem. Yeah, so following I that, you guys them. did backtrack back to the City of the Living. You had a chance to sell off Sudi and Citra, or Sudi and Sagira sold off a whole bunch of the oh, gear. Sure. You didn't yeah, sell us. Sell <laughs> <laughs> They sold We're Sudi. Worth, yeah, way more than <laughs> that. They sold Sudi. Sudi's so useful. Kitty. And then Citra got to draw the uh, sanctum of the Arudite Eye for our yes. last sight. Now, I'm not going to do a literal show of hands. Again, this is a podcast. Uh, but I'm going to assume no one was surprised No, by that. I mean, no, that's one of those things that they've been setting that up for yeah. a while. Of course, that was going to be one of our sites. Especially when it's like, you know, you see all these people and they're just kind of like, you know, random adventurers. And then this very distinctive looking hat lady. <laughs> like, we immediately picked up. We're like, that person's important. Who's looking for this very specific site. Yeah. And if she'd been nicer to us instead of a total you-know-what, um, we might be willing to help her, but she's she's that ship has sailed. See, my problem is, in my head, she is the Witch of the Waste. Yes! Yeah. Yes! So. That's exactly who she is. And I think we've already made that, like, we've, you know, we've comparison, made that comparison before. before yeah. But seriously, every time I see it. And then she's voiced by um, uh, the epic Lauren Bacall, so that's... <laughs> yes. Yeah. There you go. And then Fowlo invited us to the party. Yeah, Falto. Like, like... Bal- like Balto. Balto. Like the it's dog? Not, it's not Frodo. It's, <laughs> it's Balto. I know Frodo it's Balto, but I think, I think Falto because I think Balto. Balto, Balto. Balto. But F-A-L-T. We call him Balto. Balto because of Balto. Yes. Because I think Balto. The, the dog. The half dog, it's half gone. wolf Disney movie. There's also where a statue of him like in like exiled Park. from like the... Oh, it's such a cute it's movie. A good, it's another movie. callback because we referenced this the first time he yes. showed up as yes, well. Yes, we did. We did. We just think I don't things, remember okay? that. We're not very creative. I'm very also, it's been months, guys. Like, to you, it's like, oh, they mentioned this, like, two weeks. You know, it's been a long time. Yeah, like, I mean, if you're binge world. listening, we mentioned it just the other yeah. day. But if you've been following as we've been releasing them, then yeah, it's been months for you, too. But Onuris was real sick, so he was like, I'm not going to that party. Onuris <laughs> <laughs> yep. found oh, out that the temple... Took him back to Bastet's temple. Yeah. yeah, the temple of Phrasma is basically taxed, considering all of the issues that the sound is going through. So you basically taken on Eurus back to the temple. The ladies had decided that, hey, we're going to go to a party. To a party and everything. Sudi met up with his girl back at the temple. They had a a chance to talk and she was more than willing to forgive Sudi for just being a (laughs) Mainly because he went and risked his life and everybody knows risking your life is a great way to get the girl to forgive you. I I don't know if if that's true. Yeah. That's, That's what all action Please movies have ever taught me. You can be a horrible husband and father, but if you yep. hey. if you nearly die, that's what true lies John taught me. I love yeah, that movie. But in the third one, he's still divorced. Because his wife was smart. Yeah. <laughs> true Lies is such a good movie. I'm on, uh, true Lies is amazing. I, I might go watch that this afternoon. Oh, man. Or, or, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Yeah. Or Taken, for that matter. I have nothing but mad respect <laughs> for Liam Neeson. I've never he was a great s- father in love, actually. Yeah. Oh, yes. yes. He was. Mm-hmm. That okay. was fantastic. With the kid. Call yeah, her. but you'd returned back to the Temple of Best. Sudi had made up with his girlfriend. Uh, we had stopped there. And then we split the party. And then they broke the cardinal rule. <laughs> 
Hey, nobody and died. Nothing I don't bad think. would ever happen. No, actually, you guys split the party pretty regularly when it's not. When you it's know, not in combat. a dungeon yeah. or yeah. something like that. In the that. city and stuff, we do it regularly. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that as a game master, you have to kind of consider that because if you have the party routinely, say, attacked in their in-room, the players are going to adjust to it. Everyone's going to stay in the rooms together and then you're going to lose that. It's kind of the same as if every person that ever helps the party inevitably betrays mm. the party, they mm-hmm. will never trust anyone again. And so, yeah, sure, maybe Sagira is a little bit offset because, oh, the sand person seemed really nice. Oh, wait, no, she betrayed us. It doesn't necessarily mean that Jessica is not going to trust if she runs into something else. And it's Mm -hmm. like, well, this thing seems to be really nice. This sphinx seems really nice. Maybe I can trust this sphinx. I'm never trusting any more sand people, though. Yeah, never trust any more sand people. If you've learned nothing from A New Hope, don't trust sand people. (laughs) (laughs) We typically try to talk our way out of things, and that has actually worked a surprising number of times, like Mm -hmm. way more than sometimes I think it should, (laughs) that we get away with with talking our way out of something. That's why we made a deal with the We try that. Like, you know, when the person wants to, like, talk instead of fighting, I was definitely like, yeah, let's listen to you. Let's try to talk about it. Sometimes we're disappointed when we can't talk you to won't things. You talk was, to us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> As a game master, I really appreciate that too, because I've had players in the past, in both games that I've run and games that I've played in, where the villain will start their monologue and they'll just go, screw it, I don't want to hear it, and I attack. And, then and I'm just like, would you please let the villain monologue There's so that we get plot right stuff? Now. <laughs> <laughs> Have you never seen a James Bond film? <laughs> Like sometimes, Do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. Yeah. Like sometimes it like it's it's right for the moment. Like they've been going on and you're just like, screw it, and you do it. Yeah. But it has to be the right moment. If you just do it every single time a villain comes up, then you lose a lot of the like whether or not it's a tragic villain. Like, can you actually understand where this person is coming and from? And not everyone keeps a handy dandy journal that tells you where your next plot point is, right? Yeah. They're too busy yeah. being yeah. evil. Yeah. yeah. What about the chaotic evil villains? You think they meticulously journal things? Absolutely no, they're not. chaotic. They're just ramblings, just nothing but I've language. never heard of a demon writing a journal. <laughs> So, okay. Yes, but we split the party. You split the party, which brought us into uh, episode 18. We decided to try something a little different. We decided since we were splitting the party, we're actually going to split the group as well. In episode 18, you guys heard from Jordan and Heather. Yep. Who were one half of the party. And in episode 19, you will hear from Jessica and Rachel and their misadventures on the other side. I like having an opportunity to try some new kind of fun things with the channel and vary things up for you guys. Sometimes it's interesting to approach it from a different angle because we're doing the recording. And since we're doing this recording, it's kind of, okay, well, these other two people aren't here. So you wouldn't actually have, let me rephrase that. I'm sure that Rachel and Jessica would both have words for Jordan and what he should have been doing in episode 18, which we'll get into here in a minute. But they weren't yeah. here, nor did he have the voice of wisdom, despite the fact that he has the highest wisdom in the party. Second highest, probably. I was about to say, um, excuse me. Probably the second highest wisdom in the party. Uh, he doesn't have their voice of experience in his ear. He doesn't, like, he knows Segura well enough to probably know what Segura would say in that situation, but he doesn't know Citra well enough for that. So anyway, let's get into uh, to a little bit of episode 18. We're not going to delve into a great deal of detail, just because we're going to kind of, episode 18 and 19 are kind of like an A-side, B-side. Mm-hmm. So we'll cover a little bit more of episode 18 when we do our coverage of episode 19 as well. But on yours, basically summing it up, on yours had a little bit of a, a crazy trip from his fever hallucinations. Oh, Karen. <laughs> so I don't know if Heather, if you enjoyed that. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, I got to work in a lot of backstory stuff. A lot of backstory stuff. A lot of Egyptian imagery and Egyptian lore, and of course, there's I 
I think it would be safe to say that in our world, there is no society more obsessed with death than the Egyptians were. Probably not. I mean... Um, or the concept of the afterlife. Yeah. I mean, really to the point where your life is just prep Part for one. the afterlife. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, death is just the beginning. <laughs> and so, you know, I got to touch a little bit on that and also work in a, a couple fun angles and everything from the Planes of Power stuff and working a little bit with the grave or the boneyard and his own visions and everything there. I think despite the fact that that episode dealt a lot with... Onuris's backstory. Yep. Sudi had a lot of focus in that one and his own like perspective on it. So, you know, Sudi got to make up with his girl. Uh-huh. Yeah, boy. I don't know if you were expecting that to go a lot harder than that. Oh, I, 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 so I knew this was coming because obviously I wrote my own backstory and was like, you know, we're having a rough patch or whatever. And I had prepared like a monologue. <laughs> like, a li- I was recording it like in my head, like going through it, being like I had a whole monologue. And I start. Yeah, what monologue. you guys didn't know at home is Jordan came in with like a bulletin board. <laughs> <and> was, like, <laughs> well, I had like I had this whole like, epic monologue to try to get the girl back. And then, and then it was just like, I forgive you. And I'm like, well, OK, that was a lot of wasted effort. <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was. There was definitely like, I think it also kind of reflected Sudi's growing anxiety of it because it's like, this is a really hard thing for him to do. Sudi is a, is an interesting little bit of a contradiction. He's 16. Well, because he's 16, but he's also like uh, 17, but he's also like monasterically trained and lawful by nature. So Sudi reminds me a little bit of, uh, for those of you out there, and if you're not a fan, you should be of The Last Airbender. A little bit of Aang in the yeah. way that he's very the childish. Show. The show. The, the show. show. Not the movie. It's cartoon. The anime or whatever you want to call it. Not the movie, the movie does happens. not exist. Yeah, that yeah. never happened. But a little bit of how it, he can be very seriously serious. And this is the way that we do things. And here's my meditations and all the rest of that. And then the rest of the time, he's like bouncing off the wall and crazy stuff and trying to flirt with girls. And look at my air ball. Look at my air ball. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what's really funny is I... Uh, I might have pulled a little bit from Aang as my inspiration. <laughs> well, well, we'll actually get to that here in a second. So, yeah, you you did actually get to meet with Onuris' mother. Yeah, yeah she's, a, she's was, a treat, isn't that, she? That was weird. A peach. Well, that was really Everybody's weird. Everybody's parents are You'll coming back. You'll find out more. <laughs> yeah, it's like, wait till the episode drops. <laughs> uh, so, who may have been far... One, I think, going to... You know, on Eurus's house, there was a lot of mention in the last couple of episodes about the House of Pantheru, and on Eurus, like, yeah, it's okay. And we figured out what family um, he was from. And then you actually go and see the Mafri residents, and kind of just puts the House of Pantheru to shame. It's like they've got two pools, you know, rich people. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, because like the thing for Sudi is like Sudi grew up on the streets. Even when he had a family, it was like very modest, like priestly place. So there's not a whole lot of ostentation there. And then to just walk into this like completely other world where you're just like, what in the world is this? This lady doesn't even speak for herself to start with. You know, she has to be introduced by somebody like that's oh, yeah. just like very off-putting. So I hope that kind of came across because, uh, yeah, it is very, very weird to walk into those kind of situations. And this, this will be addressed a little bit in episode 19. I think I made a couple of jokes about this. There were a lot of occasions of Jordan just kind of looking down at his character sheet when I'm just like, hey, Jordan, make me a knowledge local check. Oh, <laughs> right, make me a survival check to track because Onuris has climbed out of a freaking window and gone wandering off diseased into the city. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it does a good job of illustrating why you guys are stronger together. Oh, yeah. Because you don't have the options to do other things. But Onuris did finally did not provoke a fight with the Fronic Guard of that the was good. Uh, That was, that the was a good Palace thing. That's important. And was brought back to the temple and uh, yeah. was uh, was cured, supposedly, of his disease. 
And I guess you guys will find out next episode if he's in good enough shape to actually go adventuring again. And we again. have to see if anybody else is in good enough shape. Because we made a lot of checks for disease and yeah, stuff in the house. Yeah, you guys were exposed to a lot of diseases. So we got to see how everybody's feeling in the morning. So you guys enjoyed that? You found that as a, a fun experience, just kind of branching out? It's not something we're going to do regularly, but... No, it's it's a good change of pace. And, like, I really... It, it was really funny because we were kind of going through and I'm listening, you know, obviously to Onuris is, you know, what's happening with Onuris. So, like, we, you know, when you go and you start picking out these little pieces like the audience you guys have kind of felt this we're, we're getting that too because we actually didn't share what our backstories were necessarily so like when I'm learning about Onuris I'm like oh man like I kind of feel like I'm one of the audience like finally being like oh that's so cool I didn't know that like we, we actually made an or at least we're trying to make an effort to not talk about this yeah. game too much outside of the actual game yes. so that we can reveal it like as we go like Citra has very little of her backstory revealed but we will get more of that you know, next episode. Well, the we only backstory... We try not to talk outside of this game at all. Mm-hmm. The only backstory... <laughs> yeah. We're all strangers. We just all, like, shake hands at the end of the day, say good oh, yes. job and leave. Good, good to meet you. Uh, <laughs> I only know some of Sudi's because we had to work together because we knew each other. Yeah, so our, yeah. our backstories, inter- like, intertwine a little bit. But, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I really liked that, and I really liked, a, you know, I, like, like a heavy narrative session every now and then is kind of really refreshing, so I liked it a lot. That does segue a little bit into me making a, a simple suggestion out there for game masters a fun thing for you to do for players in their backstories is choose a player and then have that player have a backstory element tied to another player nothing big but that they're already aware of that person and then another and then Mm -hmm. another so like sitting here i can look at the chain where it's just jessica's character has no connection to anyone but sudi initially but because jessica has a connection to sudi and sudi has a connection to onuris and onuris has connection to citra then it makes sense for all of them to kind of get together. It's not, it's kind of a friend of a friend. It's almost nepotism mm. where it's yeah. like, you're in this party because this other person vouched for you kind of thing. Yeah. Not like yeah. four random people that, I mean, that's exactly what happened to Fulta. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. why are you traveling with these people? Oh, I met them like three days ago in a bar. <laughs> Apparently yeah. the hell night is cool. Cause he's not dead yet. No, that, that's a little tease for episode 19, which we'll get yeah. to well, next time. But yes. Spoiler. Falto is not dead. Whether or not he is to this party. Didn't he? Right. That's what I was saying. Like the sure. hell knight hasn't killed him. So. That is true. Whether or not Falto is still alive at the end of episode 19. We'll see. Oh, that makes me sad. I mean, I don't get the, on yours hasn't gotten that much, you know, interaction with him, but he amuses me as a player. I'm I'm pretty sure that there's something that he brings up, which will amuse on yours greatly when that that comes out. Listen to the next episode. (laughs) Anyway. Anywho. So yeah, that kind of covers all of those, uh, those recent episodes, what's been going on. Just to talk a couple of things from here. First off, actually, and this is a little bit of news for the players, we've gathered over the past month, we've nearly doubled our number of subscribers. Oh, wow. So thank you wow. to all of the listeners yes, out there. Yes, thank you so much. We uh, like to know we, of that course, you're listening. Yeah, you guys have been phenomenal. We've actually gotten a couple of uh, emails in Ooh, like over this, this past week. So we're going to have our fan mail. Yeah. <laughs> now you're going to do that every I actually time. have a... So, yeah, we got a, uh, an email from a listener, Sarah. Sarah did not provide us with where she is from. So yeah, that's we'll not her... a requirement, guys. Uh, Sarah is the coolest. She is from Abaddon. I like that she's the coolest, but is from Abaddon. Where in Galarian would be Sarah's home? Um, <laughs> well, you know, she likes to come through the, uh, the world wound occasionally. <laughs> so probably somewhere north. For those listeners out there, I know that the world wound does not connect to Abaddon. <laughs> I don't care. Oh, no, what? Just kidding. She comes from Forest and Ucelot, obviously. (laughs) Probably Threshmore. Yeah. 
So Sarah from Thrushmore oh, writes no. in. <laughs> we're sorry we made you we're from sorry, Thrushmore. We're sorry you live in Thrushmore. All right. Uh, she can leave. So Sarah writes in. She she gives us some praise, which I'm not going to read because that always makes me feel awkward. But I do really oh, appreciate yeah. the praise. That, well, I uh, want to hear in. the praise. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. She says that she recently got into Pathfinder. Nice. Awesome. Mostly from listening to other actual plays. She kind of found mm-hmm. us recently than a lot of the actual plays that have been out there for a little while. Well, we so that's great. And we're glad. That long. Welcome to the party. Yes. Uh, she said that she and some of her high school friends made characters based off of pictures that she dug up from DeviantArt. Oh, we did that a oh, lot nice. growing up. Uh, she was curious what sources that we take inspiration from for characters. Uh, so can I start this one actually? Because um, that's actually exactly what Jess and I used to do before we got into Pathfinder. We would just we were on EnvisionFree.com. Yes! <laughs> and we would we would literally just write together, and it would be us with a group of people sometimes, or just me and Jess because we were <clears throat> losers. <laughs> not, not true, you were not amazing. True. We were really great writers, but we didn't. Like, we just wanted to write all the time. So um, that's what we would do is we'd go on uh, DeviantArt.com. We would look up pictures, and then we would just say, hey, make a character based off of this picture. And we, I still do that sometimes. Like, it's I, a lot of fun. I currently hang out on Tumblr. I follow yeah. a lot of artists. Yes. I commission a lot of artists also on Tumblr. And every now and then I save them. To, I, like, reblog them, the saving of yeah. Tumblr. And uh, If you're a Tumblr artist and you're a listener, feel free to email us in, in so we yeah. can look at your work. I mean, I commissioned, uh, I don't know her name. I know her Tumblr handle is, like, Springforth from the Mind, I think, with dashes, uh, is who I commissioned to do Sagira. But, uh, and sometimes also, like, actors and movies, like, originally Sagira was going to be... Oded Fair's character from The Mummy, and then she changed a whole lot. See, I do that a lot, like, like <laughs> yeah. with video games. Like, especially if the first game I did with everybody in this table when I first met Justin Jordan was... Isa. Uh, uh, yes, Isa. What was the name of that campaign? Serpent Skull. Serpent Skull. And I had, like, a week to come up with a character, and I was like, oh, crap. And I happened to be in the middle of replaying Kingdom Hearts 2, and one of my favorite Organization 13 members, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make him look like this, and I'm going to make him grumpy, and I'm going to run with it. And, of course, Issa ended up being a lot different than that character. Syx, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, video games and, like Jess said, movies, anything that, even if, I know some people give people crap where it's like, oh, you just took this character from this and put it on a character sheet. Don't listen to them. If you're having fun and you get inspiration from that character, then just do it, man. So that was a bit of a tie in what I was saying earlier with Sudi, is that you're kind of mentioning... Uh, yeah, so uh, what's really interesting for me is like I, I approach characters and kind of a, I, most of my characters are Mad Libs characters where I go into Ultimate Campaign and I will roll an Ultimate Campaign without any idea what they are besides their class and their race. What's really funny is that gives me a story. Like that gives me pieces of it and I can kind of stitch that together to make a story. Um, and I've actually had some really good success with doing that. But with Sudi, I also typically take some part of myself and put myself in the character. Um, so, you know, I played a paladin that was very tactically minded, very, you know, kind of stoic and like I used to be. Sorry, sorry for how artsy that sounds for all of you people out there. <laughs> yeah. I put a yeah. piece of myself in. Ooh, you know what don't, else works? Don't that make me Vegas. explain my process. Songs. I get inspiration from songs. You know sometimes. what else works? Yeah. Sometimes I just go and find a mini I like mm-hmm. and then... Yep. Oh, this mini has a shield. I guess I have a shield. Because it's really hard to find minis after. I've had to modify way too many minis. But uh, yeah, so Sudi for me, like, uh, so I, I kind of have, like, when I'm at home, I'm like a total goofball. I'm like, so it's I'm a lot true. like that. And, 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 you know, these guys all know, like, I, I, cut, I, I cut loose and I get crazy and uh, my ADD really starts showing through. Yeah. And, uh, there are some 
days when we sit down to play and we're like, Jordan, did you take your pill? And he's like, no. And we're like, go. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, mothers. Um, But yeah, so I... uh, We love all of our listeners with ADD also. Yeah, no, you can definitely... This is a great game for people with ADD. (laughs) This is a great people for people people with ADD. ADD. But yeah, uh, when I was making Sudi, I kind of like was thinking about that process of like work hard, play hard, and like Aang just popped into my head. And so I was sitting there and I was like, Wow, he is kind of a lot like Aang, and like that just really like kind of resonated with me, and I've just kind of been rolling with it ever since then. Except he's going to be a kitty. Yeah, so, so, yeah. so Sudi doesn't make the same like jokes whenever he's being like serious. Who made and that stuff. sound? It was not me. It was oh, me. So we're not that in the desert, so we can't go penguin sledding. But I feel like some sort of like sledding, sledding activity thing needs to, to happen now with Sudi. Possibly surf yeah. down a surf surf on a shield down a sand dune or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we oh we have done a feather token boat before. That is true. Oh, yeah. In a pyramid, yeah. Pyramid. yeah. So well, I hope we answered your question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of rambling. That's generally how we answer questions. I guess I guess for myself, it's it's weird. I take a lot of the elements that everyone else here has just said. There's a lot of times that I'll I'll see a miniature and I'll basically go, I have this miniature. Or sometimes I'll just buy a miniature because I see it, it's cool, mm-hmm. and then I'll come back to it way later. Mm-hmm. Like I had a, a miniature that had an electric guitar that I ended up turning into an android for Iron Gods. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be- just because I was like, I don't know when else I'm going to get to use this cool miniature with an electric guitar. Funny enough, I find a lot of inspiration just from the game itself that sometimes I'll just flip through a book and I'll see a piece of artwork that jumps out at me and go, oh, I want to make a character like, I yeah. want to make a character that's kind of like this, this or, piece or of artwork. Or a piece of lore. Uh, really or a piece of lore you. will jump yeah. out. Or sometimes it's, it's literally a class feature kind of comes out that, you know, I'm looking at the Inquisitor and then I see the Sin Eater archetype and I go, oh, I can make an amazing like spinoff of this. So, yeah, uh, um, I hope that kind of inspires. And I have one more thing that I do, and I think I'm the only one that really does this, is I look at Rick and I go, I have this character idea. Go. And then he makes it happen. <laughs> None I, of us do I this. I can't guarantee to do that for a lot of people was, out there. I was going to say, re- required. <laughs> Maybe if we is. had a Patreon. One of the tears. Say, that's a perfect Patreon right there. I, yeah. I am fortunate in that I'm married to him, so he's obligated. <laughs> I get really into making my character, though. I also occasionally will be like, I will do like a, I really want to be from the Mwangi Expanse. Let me research West Africa. And make my own culture that is in the Milwaukee Expanse. And then I'll build a character on that culture. And actually along that same line of what you were just saying there, if you're if you're doing an adventure path, a great direction to go is always just look at the free PDF that they provide for the player's guide for that adventure path. They usually have some awesome suggestions, other books that you can refer to. The campaign traits are a good jumping off point too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the campaign mm-hmm. traits are, are a wonderful jumping off point. But yeah, if you're looking for inspiration, there is never a wrong place to take inspiration from. And never let somebody tell you if you walk out and you go, I want to make my version of Commander Shepard for Starfinder. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. make just, your own version yeah, of Commander Shepard for Starfinder. Go with it. Shepard Command. You can ta- or you can just take whatever limited things you want where it's like, oh, he wears heavy armor and he's a former hero and everything else and he's horrible at dancing. And then you just kind of <laughs> roll with it because that's Commander Shepard. <laughs> yeah. He or she. So do what you want. It's always Femshep. Let's be honest. She's pretty much the best. She is the best. I hope that we've answered your question. We are always thrilled anytime that we have some more listeners. You guys are phenomenal and make uh, the hours and hours and hours that we spend editing and making this listenable for you all worth the effort. So we hope that you will continue listening. The last thing I'm going to say is this. So this is the first after party that we have coming out after Gen Con. And Gen Con 2018 is the launch of the Pathfinder playtest. We, as 
fans of the Pathfinder system, uh, I believe our tag says Uber fan, uh, Uber fans of the Pathfinder system will be, of course, doing the Pathfinder playtest. We, uh, we are not recording yes. it. No, we, we do not no. want to spoil anything. Well, we do not want to spoil it. Also, the Paizo team yeah. are doing a Twitch playthrough of it as well. So if you want to go out there, you want to see it, you want to look into it, you can. If you have any interest whatsoever in playing it, I would highly yeah, suggest that you it. play it and help steer the direction for Pathfinder in the upcoming years to come so that try, we can get another 10 years. Try to years. play it before you listen to it, though, because yeah. the big thing they pushed at PaizoCon was they wanted people to go into it fresh without any idea of what they were doing so they can get good data that hasn't been influenced by things you have heard about the adventure. So Yeah, uh, similarly, uh, there's been a lot of discussion on like the forums and stuff. Um, I'm not even going to mess yeah, with the forums. Right now. I, honestly, I feel like it's going to probably taint your opinion of it. Like, yeah. I just go play it. Just do with do with it. Some of the stuff will stay, some of it won't. But just just play the game and just see how it works out. Because uh, there's been some stuff that you know on paper we didn't really think it was going to be all that great, but then we actually played it and we were like, oh, this is this is good. It's real good. We have a couple of questions pertaining towards that. We are. Again, we are not going to be recording our playthrough of the Pathfinder playtest. We are also not going to be switching over, especially since it's a playtest version, the Mummy's Mask into this other rule set. Nor when second edition comes out, could I see us switching Mummy's Mask over into second edition? I think it would just be way too much of a headache to do that far into the adventure path. And for you guys, I think the story is what's really more important than as much as we love the fact that everyone praises us for getting the rules right. We're going to be staying with first edition for the foreseeable future, much as many of you are, although in our home games, we'll probably be giving second edition a thorough, well, the playtest a thorough yeah. playthrough, and then second edition a try once that time comes. Not to mention, we don't want to get into second edition, and uh, we're not as good at the rules as we are with first <laughs> with first edition. It's going to be a hard ourselves. change, man. I've been doing 3.0, 3.5 Pathfinder for a long time. So you can continue to come back here, listen to us for all of those. Keep in mind that Paizo is still going to be releasing all of their core books. So you can keep playing with that. If you've gotten into Pathfinder and are listening to us and think the rules sound really cool and aren't sure about going into a new rule system or anything like that, okay, just stick with that. You can go out and play Mummy's Mask yourself. Or worst case scenario, you can pick up Mummy's Mask. You can translate it into the new rule system, hopefully fairly easily, and keep going that way however you want to do. We hope everyone out there has enjoyed themselves. We hope that everyone that went out to Gen Con, I know a a number of our Twitter followers are at Gen Con and have very much seemed to have enjoyed themselves. We are jealous of all of you and wish we could have gone as well. But hopefully next year we'll have the time available to show up at Gen Con, hang out with some of you guys and get some gaming in. So we hope that you've enjoyed the last three episodes. We hope that you enjoy the next three episodes. And until next time, good luck, Pathfinders.